Hello and welcome my fellow officials to the Art of Officiating with your host Joe Forte. Well, now that the basketball season has finally concluded, it's time for us to get ready for the upcoming season. And it all starts now because our preparation should be centered around attending summer training programs. Before I talk about summer training programs, or as many others refer to them as camps, I like to refer to them as summer training programs because that's exactly what they are. But before we get into that, let's talk about my observations of this past season as it relates to the officiating. What I have seen is our number one issue, and that is floor coverage. We miss plays for three basic reasons. Judgment, rules, and positioning. Judgment will come as long as you maintain good floor coverage. Because by maintaining good floor coverage, you're increasing your odds of seeing the entire play. Therefore, if you have any ability at all, you're going to get, your judgment's going to get better, right? It just has to. Rules, you know, that's up to you. You got to get into the rule book and, and, and you got to know them. You got to know your rules. You can't miss a rule. And positioning, we've talked about that many times. That's the key, guys. That is the key. If you can get yourself in the right position, you're going to make a lot of great calls. So what I've seen over the year, over this year, is that we're not refereeing our primary areas of coverage. Therefore, we start extending into other areas and we have double whistles where we shouldn't have double whistles. We have the lead calling across the lane on plays outside of the lane on slot center side. And we have double whistles. You should never have that. Or we have a play coming down the middle of the lane. And it's a charge block coming right down the middle of the lane. We know that's lead's call. And we'll have a whistle from the trail. A double whistle. We'll have a double whistle from the slot slash center official. You can't have that. Or you can. But sooner or later, it's going to catch up to you. And, you know, we're going to have difference of of opinions and difference of calls. One guy's going to have a block. Another guy's going to have an offensive foul. And now we have to get together. It makes us look unprofessional, makes us look sloppy. We have to pay attention to our coverage. And that is the number one thing that I have seen as I've observed college games this year. And it's on all levels. It's on the Division II level. But I must say, not as much as in Conference Carolinas, because we know our coverage. And I've seen it on the Division I level. Of course, I have to be a little biased to Conference Carolina, right, since I'm the supervisor. But that's okay. I guess all you guys understand where I'm coming from. But anyway, 
We shouldn't have that. And this is what happens. This is what people don't realize. When you start calling in your partner's area when you shouldn't be, and your partner doesn't have a whistle, and that happens a couple of times, regardless of what position he may be in or you may be in, that official, whoever he may be, mindset starts to go in a negative direction. He starts questioning, should I have had a whistle? Why didn't I have a whistle? And especially if a coach says to him, why didn't you have a whistle on that play? Is right over next to you. And your partner who comes out of his primary into his secondary could have missed the play. And chances are he didn't miss the play. But now your mindset goes to, oh, I got to get in this game. And then what do you do? You start looking all over the court and you start looking for plays to call because you want to get involved. Now we have three guys working individually, not as a team, not as a team, individually calling all over the court and we have all these double whistles. Not good. Not good. We shouldn't have that many double whistles in a game. In fact, it should be only maybe a couple. You know, I could see a double whistle on a timeout as a joke. But let's get real. If you know your coverage and you know your primary area of coverage and you take care of your primary and you get your place called correctly in your primary, then we don't need to go to secondary. We only go to secondary coverage when it's absolutely necessary. It is a play that everybody in the arena can see. That's the play we want to get. And the reason why the other official didn't call that play is because he probably got momentarily blocked out. A player might have got right into his line of vision. And he momentarily doesn't see the contact. But everybody else in the gym sees it. We don't have a whistle from that primary official. We now go to secondary. A delayed whistle, a patient whistle, and we come up with the correct call. If we can get our officials to get into that mindset, the level of officiating would tremendously go to a new level. So, that is my pitch for my observations this year. Now, let's talk about you and your year. Well, last year was a just, just a horrendous year, right? With the COVID and, and it was difficult for everybody. But anyway... After your season, you should sit down and evaluate your, the year that you have. 
And you just don't say, you know what, I had a good year. Had some good games. You know, games are pretty decent. Uh, didn't have, you know, any real problems. Had a couple of technical fouls, but they were easy. Didn't have to inject any coaches. You know, you don't want to look at it like that. You want to have a journal. And in that journal, every year, you write down what your goals are for that season. And make them realistic. If you're starting referee and you just refereed two or three years of high school basketball, your number one goal should not be to work the state championship game. You're not going to do it, okay? So get real. If you are just got into Division One and you got into the league, uh, your, your objective is to make sure that you have a good year and referee those games as that supervisor expected you to referee those games. Not, okay, I'm in the league. I, I want to get to the tournament. I want to get to the NCAA tournament. That is, that's not realistic. You have to set realistic goals and a level that you can achieve. And in this journal, this should be your Bible. I had a journal. Name the journal whatever you wish to. Name it the greatest journal of basketball officiating. Name it wealth of knowledge of basketball officiating. I don't know. You might want to name it the secrets of officiating. Or you might want to name it my keys to success. It doesn't matter. It's your journal. You name it whatever you wish to. And that is your Bible. And in that journal, you evaluate your year. And you set objectives for yourself. And during the course of the year, when you're watching your tapes, you look at your positioning and you write down in your journal things that you need to work on. For example, you notice in your, on your tapes and your games that in the lead position, you're not getting out to the level of the basketball. You're not getting out there. You should be in line with the ball or a little bit outside of the ball, right? But you've noticed now that for some reason you're kind of inching in towards the lane. So you put that in your journal. Stay wide. Get in line with the ball. That's one thing. Or you might look at your transition. Are you picking up the clocks? So you write these things down in your, in your journal. And you read your journal during the year. You go to your games. You look at the journal. You say, okay, what do I need to work on tonight? Let's work on this lead positioning. Let's work on our transition. Let's work on primary. And you keep your journal. It's your Bible. And it's you in the journal. It's your journey. 
and it's yours, okay? And that's how you grow as an official. That's how you get better. You don't just say, oh yeah, we had a good year. Didn't have too many problems, you know. Coaches were decent, you know, players, yeah, pretty good, you know. No, 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 that's not the way to do it. You don't grow that way. This officiating business is like batting practice. You got to take it every day if you want to become a really good hitter. If you want to be able to really shoot the basketball, you don't just shoot on Mondays. You shoot 24-7. If you want to be a really good college referee, you have to aspire to that level. So you look at tape, you read, you talk to officials that have knowledge. You have your journal. Write these things down. Because if you don't, you're going to forget them. You know that Ben Hogan, the great golfer, he had a journal. And every day that he practiced, he would write down what he worked on. Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan, one of the greatest ball strikers of all time. Now you know why he became one of the greatest ball strikers of all time. Because he had a journal. And he read it. And he followed it. And that's what you need to do. Now, let's talk about summer training programs. I know that many of you get pressured into going to summer training programs. All right? It's just a fact of life. We all understand that, all right? But you have to understand that this is an investment that you're making. And this is what I tell a lot of young referees when they talk to me about summer training programs. I say, okay, the first thing that you have to do is during the basketball season, take your first three or four games, take those checks, put them away. And save that money for summer training. Because you have to invest in your your career. You have to. So when summertime comes and you are invited to go to these camps, you have the money. You don't have the pressure of trying to figure out where the money is going to come from. Okay? So take four or five games. Take that check. Stash it away. Save it for your summer training programs. If you are a young referee, let's say from one to five years, you should go to maybe, maybe two camps. And those should be camps where you know that you are going to learn the fundamentals of officiating. So you make that your selection based on where can I go where my investment is going to be a big return to me? What camps, summer training programs should I attend where I am going to get the best instructions? Period. Don't be thinking about going to these high-level Division I camps when you're only your first or second year, okay? Those camps aren't designed for you. 
there are other camps or summer training programs that you can go to where you can get the basic fundamentals. Now, if you're a mid-level referee and you're working in an alliance or a consortium and the supervisor sends out the invitations to go to camp and you go to camp, that's great. And that's what you should do. And that's a different level. Okay, that's a different level. And when you go, don't go with a negative attitude. Go with an attitude that, hey, this is, our supervisor's having this to help our staff and me to get better. You're going to watch tape. You're going to get some training. You're going to have veteran referees talking to you about game situations, game management, play calling, all right? All these things that go into making you a better official. So when you go, you go with a positive attitude. Participate. Ask questions. You're there to learn. You're there to learn. And I know all of the supervisors, there are many of them are my friends, and they have great camps, and they do great things. I teach at some of those, okay? And I see how some of their mid-level referees are getting better because when they go, they go with a positive attitude. They don't go with a negative attitude. Oh, I have to go. I have to do this. I got to do that. Uh-uh. If that's the way you're going to approach, it, approach officiating, guess what? You're not going to be very successful. I'll tell you that right now. When I was in the NBA, my first three years, I had to go to summer training camp. And everybody else on the staff, you know, the first three, four guys, uh, year guys, we had to go to summer training. And it wasn't for a couple of days. It was like, you know, seven, eight, nine days. And it was great. We worked games. After the games, we'd go in and into the room and we, we watched the tape and go over it. And we worked like one or two games a day, mostly one, one game a day. And then you go in with the evaluator and you sit down and you watch tape and you go over plays with the veteran referees. And I learned a lot. I learned a tremendous amount. In fact, I used to enjoy going to, going to summer training programs because I know it was making me a better official. And so, that, so that's how you have to approach it. So when you're a young referee, just starting, the only thing that you should have in your thinking is where can I go that is going to get me on the right track of officiating? That's going to help me to understand the fundamentals of coverage, play calling, being a good partner, all these things, all the fundamentals. So, that is my thoughts about summer training programs. I want to thank all of you for your support of the art of officiating. We've had a great couple of years. Our audience has expanded greatly. We appreciate your donations and we always 
look forward to speaking with you and also sharing as much knowledge as we can to help you to become the referee that you wish to become. And as I said many, many times, we started this podcast with the hopes of making each and every one of you the official that you aspire to be. So, have a great summer. We will be talking to you soon. Hopefully, I will see many of you at our camps or summer training programs. I like that better because that's what it is. It's summer training programs. So, I bid all of you a great day and I look forward to communicating and speaking with you again. Take care, stay safe, God bless.